My name is Bear Siragusa, and this is the Hunting Hound Podcast presented by W Hunting Supply. Join us as we go deep discussing hounds and everything hound related with the men and women from around the globe who've dedicated their lives to hunting with hounds. We ask them about the game they pursue, the breeds they run, and they get their insight into what it means to be a modern-day houndsman. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Leave us a comment and subscribe wherever podcasts are available. All right, what happened today? Oh, we, me and my boys have been trying to do some line hunting because mm-hmm. I got some time off from guiding. And this morning we went out. It was supposed to, it was supposed to stop snowing like at four in the morning and it didn't start until like four in the morning. So oh, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I hate, I, I think I was listening to a podcast the other day with, um, with Ross and he's like, you look at your weather app every two hours trying to yeah. figure out what's going to happen. <laughs> That's the truth, man. That's the freaking truth. Mm. So I was watching the app. The app says, anyway, it started snowing at four. We got up at six and I'm like, let's go. We'll see if we can find something. Dude, it was a complete whiteout. Oh, man. Every, nobody was hunting but me. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. the whole mountain. Yeah. Why so you got I one, found, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We found a little teeny dimple in the snow. I mean, it was like. I don't even know if this is going to work, but I put a couple of dogs down and they were, you guys have seen it. They're, they stick their nose underneath four inches of powder, you know, that fluffy snow. And they mm-hmm. just put their nose down in there, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it. And then every once in a while, Belle would be like, Whoa! she could smell it. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it, awesome. I walked it, I walked it for a ways to get it going and keep them kind of on it, you know? And then after about a mile, they finally could start trailing it. And then we cold trailed it for a couple of hours and then finally got it jumped and it went into some nasty Canyon. Hmm. We caught it though. We caught it. Yeah. We ended up having to come back and get the sleds and chain up trucks. And I got home a few hours ago. It was, it was a day. (laughs) But I had all my boys there and my brother and his boys and my buddy. And so it was a good day. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Very cool. Yeah. Your brother lives close to you, doesn't he? Yeah, my brother lives like two blocks away. Oh, wow. So you guys are pretty tight. We are tight. We grew up hunting together all the time. And That's so cool. I called him today. I'm like, dude, I'm going to need the snowmobiles to get into here. He's always willing to help. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Do you usually yeah. do the bird dog stuff with you? Or does yeah. he like really like the hound stuff? He actually has a Brittany. He loves the bird dog stuff. He's always in for whenever we go to South Dakota, he was always in, which is great. So cool. Made it good. Made it good to have a co-pilots. Heck yeah. That's such a key, kind of a key element. I think to is having that person that can, that can help you out when, when it gets, when it gets rough, Yeah, you know, yeah, when you really need it. Yeah. Having the backup, you know, my, my buddy, Tadia is like that, you know, where I, you know, I, my hounds got out while I was at work and he had just knocked off some hellacious shift. And I was like, would you, would you mind going and at least seeing if you can catch Buzz? It was Buzz and Vigby that were running. And, uh, he went up and caught both of them. He's, I mean, literally, I mean, including my, the rest of my family, he's the only other person. That could, other than me, that could have caught Vidby. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, it saved me an enormous amount of time and, uh, and energy. So, yeah, I have a good buddy like that. Mm -hmm. Really good buddy. In fact, he came today because we needed a bigger sled to get through the powder to get the smaller yeah. sled up the hill. Yeah, right. right. Just like, blaze trail. Yeah, dude, I need your help. But he brought over a one, you know, brand new 1000, blah, blah, blah. And he just. <laughs> brop, brop. He, I love That's hunting awesome. with him because he will never leave. Like, he'll never leave the mountain until he knows you're safe. That's yeah. cool. He does. Like, I don't care how many times I tell him, like, oh, I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm a mile away from the truck. I'm coming back. And he, he won't, he won't leave the mountain until you're, until. Like he can physically see you and be like, yep, okay, cool, everything's good. He's yeah. just one of those guys, you know, the crap hits the fans, you can call him. So, right. Yeah, those are handy to have. Those are good guys to have. Yeah. Yeah. Like we just did yeah. that uh, Houndsman for Heroes hunt. Yeah. How'd that, that go? Was, it went killer, man. Like, yeah, honestly, so. it was one of the luckiest years we've ever had. We had two vets. And going into the weekend, we kind of thought we were going to be bare ground in it. Which, okay. I, me- I remember sending you a message. And I was like, how's it looking? You're like, dude, <laughs> not conditions good. right it- now are not good. <laughs> no, it was horrible. Like they had gotten a couple of inches of snow, but it would, you know, the roads had melted off or it was frozen. And we were just kind of sweating it. Cause like my dogs don't run coyotes here, but that does not mean they're not going to run them over there. You know, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it seems like when you go places, it's just that's the time they're going to do something stupid. So yeah. I'm thinking, crap, we're just going to be rodent dogs. And Luckily, I had a spot that I, I elk hunt it and I deer hunt it with my buddy. And we had actually caught a cat there the year before. So I'm like, we'll just go up in there. And it turned out everybody kind of wanted to hunt it. So we were able to go split up. You know, guys would stay in groups and then, you know, we'd split off and hit different roads. And it worked out really good. We had a couple that ended up that my buddy caught in some holes. And we had one bluff out. It was crazy, man. I watched where it came up into the bluff and it went in this little cavern. And then you could see where it shimmied up the backside, hit one patch of snow on a rock and then bailed off. You know, like just tricky, rocky stuff. Right. A lot of rocks there. So, I mean, it happens. But the other one that went in the hole, I didn't even get a dog turned in. It happened so quick. Just turned loose. They went over. It jumped. And they ended up in this, uh, you know, rocky, bluffy spot again. But it was less than 200 yards from where my buddy Troy and I had caught the cat the year before. I mean, I, I looked at the track. I said, that cat is going for the same tree. Like it is going at the same trail, same spot crossing in the road. I said, that thing's, I know where he's going. And he stopped just shy of it. So we weren't able to get it. Oh, wow. And, but, you know, the, the other guys, they had really good luck. They actually ended up getting both vets, two cats. Wow. And I don't think there was one of them that was. I mean, I wasn't there for the weigh-ins. I would say the light one was probably 20, and the other ones were like 25. I think there Great was cat. probably a 30 in there, and really beautiful cats. Cool. Awesome. So it just kind of like, it happened, but man, it was crazy shifts. You know, we got there, I think I left 6 o'clock or 6.30 on Thursday morning. We got over there, 
ended up going hunting that night, got back at noon and took like a four hour nap and then did not stop until I hit my door at like eight o'clock on Saturday night. I mean, it was crazy. Like sleep deprivation is no joke. You start seeing stuff. It is crazy. Oh, for (laughs) sure. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. When you start seeing things running across the road, <laughs> you know it's time to pull over, whip out the jet boil, make yourself a cup of coffee. coffee. Yeah, for sure. But the weather was so bad. You know, that was like our first front that came in. Luckily, it was perfect for the hunting because we just kind of got the tail in. And Sweet. game was moving. I mean, there was a lot of game moving. I've never seen so many like big cat tracks in a short mm. period of time. I was blown away, you know. And the cats, when they were moving, they were moving. Yep. So it worked out good for that. But coming home, that was going to get a little sketchy. I'm glad we made it home before it all really hit. Because that that strip from between here and, you know, over the Cascades and the Siskis, that's that's gnarly. When it gets icy and they start running snow plows on it. That's what my buddy says. If we go now, we're going to make it over, you know, before it gets too screwed up. And I'm glad we did. Yep. Huh. And then we just got a bunch more. <laughs> bunch more That's snow. Crazy. Yeah. How much snow do you have now? Not much here, but I'm pretty low. You know, we probably ended up with about four or five inches at my place. Okay. Not nothing for anybody who gets snow. It's just where we're at, we don't get hardly any. Right. So you're not ready for it, I guess. Usually you get one or two days of snow around here and you know, the mountains will hold it for a while, but not down low. Right. But we've been pretty white since uh, Christmas. Oh, cool. Cool. So, what about you, Jared? Are you, what have you got over there? In the valley, we've got three or four inches. But today when we got off the slides, man, it was waist deep. So. Yeah. Okay. It's put it down the last few days up here. Almost. Uh, yeah. How do those things run? Few- like in the deep snow, do they? They probably don't run as long, huh? Once they're dude, jumped. Jason, we had that. We had that cat. We cold shelled that thing forever, and then we got it finally jumped. That son of a gun ran and ran and really? ran. I was, I was getting mad. I was like, these dang dogs, they're right. they're just they're gonna get whooped today. And it, it was just a mean old cat, and it was doing figure eights and that. It was a mountain lion, but it was running like a damn bobcat. I mean, it was. It would go tricky. up its track and then it would circle back around and come back its back track. And I, I've, I've ran that cat before I figured out, I'm like, I know who this is. This is going to be a day. It's going to be a day boys. Workout. Yeah. I called That's my brother. I'm fun. like, I don't know if we're going to make it today. I don't know if we're going to make a tree today. And then, and then I've got one little dog named Haley. She's kind of like, she's Southwest dog bred, you know, and, but up here she's learned to just put her head up in the air. Mm-hmm. And when the, when the cat, when the mountain lions start doing that kind of crap to her, she just starts running like a bear. And then, yeah. then she pulls her head up and says, <laughs> I know how to play this game. And she'll, she'll figure out a loss. Boom. And she'll blow out of there. And that cat's like, Oh crap. And then she'll yeah. just run it down. That's it's awesome. kind of fun to watch her work. She's, she's a pretty neat little dog. That's a hard thing to find on a lot of dogs. I think. You know, yeah, like, being able to pick your head up, but know when to put it down. When, when, right? I was yeah, just it's talking like... to, uh, uh, right before this, I had another podcast with Hit of Anderkamp, um, who runs those Cole National Cat Hounds. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about that where, uh, you know, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have that mixed pack, mm-hmm. you know, cause right. a lot of, like a lot of the guys we both know, um, you know, have, have a mixed pack, you know, have plots and then one or two of, of something else or, you know, yep. And there's really something to be said for having that, having a combination of dogs that can kind of balance out, you know, flesh out your pack a little bit in terms of, you know, it makes sense to have that dog that can really lift up its head and put a lot of pressure on a jumped animal. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, on the flip side, it's also awfully nice to have that slow, methodical pot liquor type dog to work through the real, you know, real hard shit. And you know, he was, uh, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think he'll be moving to Norway anytime soon. Put it that way with the only running one dog thing. He was like, God, I don't, <laughs> That's I don't, not I don't know about this. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Like today I have two dogs that'll just, they'll just sit and grind yeah. and I put them down and I put that little dog Haley down with them. And it's like, yeah, it's a lethal combination, man. We catch a lot of cats. That's cool. It's a lot of fun. And they're smart, and they're in good shape right now. Hell, they came off a of bear season, went right into cat season. I mean, I don't think I've talked to you guys since September. No, chasing bears. I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my wife had that bear tag, and we were just—it's been full throttle, man. Full yeah. throttle. We've had a lot of fun. That's cool. Did she fill it? No, we never did find a big enough boar that was like I did have. I did have a bear on the ground one day that we couldn't, we just couldn't get to. She just couldn't get there and that's fine. And I, I told her when we got the tag, cause we were an alternate, uh, one of the alternates, somebody turned their tag back like two weeks before the season. It's like, Hey, do you want this oh. tag? And I'm like, heck yeah, we'll just take it and go train and have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's, that's what we did. We trained a bunch of young dogs and just had fun. When she, those last, there's like three days left of the hunt. She was like, she, I could just tell she was done, and I'm like, "You're done. That's fine. No big deal." Like, yeah, I'm no not, pressure, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool. I, I burned her out of mule deer hunting our first year we were married, so I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna burn her out of hounds if I can, if, if I you can, can avoid prevent it, prevent yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Got to treat him like a promising pup, I guess. That's That's yeah, how my deer season went though, too. It was like there was so much going on, but I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hunt you know, this is my last day. Like, and just knowing sometimes you got to call it quits. Like when you're done, you're done. And with dogs, you know, they hit a point where, you know, luckily you're hunting close to home, but I think the guys that are traveling, like my buddy, Mark Boyer, he's always, seems like he's always going lion hunting now. And it's like, that is such a cool thing to do. I would love to do it someday. But he said something to me. He's like, you don't have to make it a real long trip. You know, by the time you get over there and the snow cuts the dog's feet up, you know, you're going to get two, three good days of hunting. Right. So, you know, just jump in and go. But yeah, it's the the snow conditions I find to be that's a challenging aspect of all this, you know, because I've got guys coming uh, here next week that are are coming because the conditions here are better than the conditions really anywhere else uh in terms of you know the, the sort of we got a bunch of snow uh yeah close to a month ago and then it kind of compacted and then we had a couple real warm days so it got that real nasty ice crust on top of mm. 
powder. So, you know, it just shredded the dogs. Razor blades. Yeah, it just shredded the top of their toes and their wrists and stuff like that. So, um, you know, now people are coming coming up here to uh, to train, which is which is cool. You know, we it I get to see a lot of different dogs run and and uh get to see what they're doing and kind of stack my dogs up against theirs in terms of, you know, what we're able to get what we're able to get done, you know, a little difficult, you know, for me this year. Cause I've got, you know, I've only got Dan really. That's a functional dog. Pop. Yeah. And I mean, he's, you know, he's just a pup and, you know, I'm just trying to, at this point, just, you know, I, I trained, trained buzz, did a lot of training with VP and stuff, but, you know, at the same time trying to avoid doing anything too stupid with him, you know, I'm still new enough at this hound thing that you know i can avoid some of the big sort of general dog training mistakes some of them anyway and you know then <laughs> just trying not to mess mess dan up too bad that's the worst part about having a good pup is you uh, know your only job is to just don't screw it up and inevitably <laughs> we always find a way to screw something up isn't that some of us more than others i will i will admit it some more than others Yep. It's like you just got to step back and think of how you can set them up. Yeah. Big, you know, more than what you can do to help them almost. Yeah, it's it's tough, man, because, you know, I, I went from having, you know, I, I had a killer dog in Buzz mm-hmm. until he mentally just just fell apart. Dang it. You talked about that in the past, yeah. though, that mentally tough. I forget. Maybe it was the foot episode that we did. But we were just talking about, you know, getting to the point where the dogs are just a machine when yeah. it's time. Yeah. And they know and they just make that shift into being that Rambo. Yeah. Just mentally tough battle dogs. That might not be a great term for it, but I know, but it's, it's on a mission. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you get that kind of, you know, marine quality to them where they're just like, yeah. no bullshit. No, no, like, oh, do we have to just like head down, get in the job done? And, you know, Buzz, Buzz never got there. You know, he was, he was always kind of this sort of happy go lucky, like, well, you know, what are we doing today, boss? You know, yeah. it was like, and which was a fun quality on the one hand, but on the other hand, I always got this feeling that even when he was putting a lot of foxes in holes, I always got this feeling that he wasn't taking it super seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it didn't really bother me because he was getting the job done. We were getting, you know, we were doing, really having some, you know, a lot of great runs, but, you know, as soon as, you know, it's, it's, <clears throat> I was, a I, I used to be a, um, a journalist for an MMA publication and I covered the UFC. No kidding. And I, dude, is there anything you haven't done? Like, he's the most interesting <laughs> man in the world. Like nobody knows this. Like, where did that come from? Where did that come from? Sorry. Yeah, no, I've, that's funny. Me and Joe Rogan, we're like besties. We're, we're best buddies. <laughs> no, no, but they need a disclaimer. Um, he might come after you. I don't know, man. No, no, no. I, I've, you know, I've never, I've never, the, that was the funny thing is I, I did it from sort of a, yeah. Oh, don't try to skip over this. This okay. is going to take at least a solid couple minutes. All man. Right. Yeah, I want to hear the UFC. The, no, the, I, I didn't, I never worked for the UFC. I never worked. I, I actually have never been to a UFC card. Mm. 
but I did, I wrote articles and did live coverage, like live, uh, um, yeah, live, not tweeting necessarily, but like live coverage of the UFC event. So I got, you know, I streamed all of the events onto my computer here and sort of did the, the blow by blow as, as it was happening. Oh man. And, uh, actually covered, I, I got to cover some cr- awesome, awesome fights. Uh, the best, there were, there were two that were really good. I got to cover the fight where, um, Anderson Silva broke his leg. Oh, that was brutal. That was brutal, man. And then I got to cover the Mark Hunt Bigfoot Silva fight. I didn't see that one. It's one of the craziest heavyweight fights of all time. And then the last one, uh, one of the last ones I got to cover was this awesome, or, I mean, yeah, everybody basically knows this fight. It's the one where uh, Ronda Rousey got head kicked by Holly Holm. Mm-hmm. And... That's what I was kind of segueing into with, uh, w- you know, with this conversation about Buzz is that he's I like always, Ronda Rousey <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, because you know he. Sorry, Ron. I, I kept, uh, you know, I kept wondering, and I, I would mention it out loud, and man, I would get so much hate when I wrote articles, and, and even just kind of vaguely mentioned that ah, I'm going to be interested to see what happens when she gets in real deep water, you know, because mm-hmm. that was the thing. It's like. She had a she had an early fight with Liz Carmouche and you know she almost got submitted but managed to fight after it but was never really in a lot of trouble never really got hit hard you know ne- she she had this mystique about her and was just such a maniac Tasmanian devil when she would go in there that she would just you know it got to the point where you know she would people people would have lost these other gals would have lost before they got in there they were just so psyched so out psyched. by just how intense she started Mm -hmm. and uh, you know i just kept saying i wonder what's gonna happen it was just like in the back of my mind wondering wonder what's gonna happen when one of these gals manages to weather that storm and then and then catches her with something hard and it was you know that's what happened it's what happened with holly holm it's what happened when she came back and fought amanda nunez you know amanda caught her and just all the bull all the fight went out of her, you know, just all of the, you know, just all, all the air went out of that balloon. And I kind of, that was sort of the same vibe. I remember, I remember saying it to a buddy of mine, I've got a real Ronda, I've got a real Ronda vibe with this buzz dog. <laughs> like he's, there's no question that this is a super talented individual, but I'm going to be real interested to see what happens when, when you know, he ends up in deep water and that's what happened. You know, he hauled a Fox out of a hole, uh, by its tail and it whipped around and bit him a bitty little Fox, you know, and it was like, I I remember you saying too, he didn't even like bite him hard. He just had two little canines. in the top. No, but that was the thing. It wasn't even a puncture wound. It was like a scrape. It was like, it was, it was not, it didn't even go through all of the, it didn't go through all of the, the layers of skin. Right. Like we're not talking like some, right. I mean, we're not talking some, huge gaping wound that oh anybody or, or you know hit him in the eye or something you know blinded him and want- <laughs> i could get that we're talking like a paper cut man we're talking like uh no pain you know, didn't turn that dog off surprise turned that was the surprise off. and he took off you know the fu- he bit he let go of the fox and surprise and they went screaming across the road in front of me and you know he was right on it and then i like i heard as soon as he got into the forest on the other side of the road I heard the bark change. It was like, oh, I haven't heard this before. 
This is something. <laughs> something new. happened. And I was like, oh, 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 oh. Uh, I'm done. And then it was quiet. And then he comes like skulking out of the woods. It was like, okay, well, you got, you know, you got, you got a hard knock. We'll get back at it. That was 16th of August. That was 16th of August. That was the last second Mm -hmm. that that dog hunted. Yep. Dang. That sucks. Oh, dude. Jared will probably agree with me on this because you've got a pretty good range of dogs, right, Jared? I mean, you're not hunting like you're not colorblind. You got mixed up dogs, different styles Mm -hmm. of dogs. Yep. The problem is, is you got to have a dog with a little bit of dirt to dirt in them. You can't have those dogs that are too overly smart, I think. Yep. They're the ones that get turned off the fastest. Yep. I mean, it's the same with the sled dogs, man. The lead the lead dogs, you've got to find a balance between an intelligent dog that's intelligent enough to learn the commands, but not smart enough to think, what the hell am I doing up here? Well, yeah, what's going to happen? <laughs> Why am I right. still running? What, what, yeah, exactly. What is this? Oh, the hardest, the hardest bird dogs to train are those ones that, like day 12 of woe training, they look at you and they're like, I wonder if I can get out of this by doing this today. And you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> with a three-year-old you, you, all day. Once you get them trained, though, they're, they can be freaking rock stars. I, for me, it's grit, man. Yeah. Like they can be smart, but if they don't have the grit to go with it, yeah, like I've got, yeah, I've had some pretty smart, awesome dogs, young dogs, and then similar to what you've had happen with buzz it's like they get in their first bear tussle and it's like nope i'm not doing this and it's right like, crap come on dude yeah you know have some stick <laughs> yeah man it's that's rough because you know virpi i've talked a bunch about her you know uh she's doing she's having her best season ever this year um which is really cool it's really gratifying but that dog is dumb. I mean, I, I, she's, <laughs> she's dumb. She is just dumb as a bag of hammers. You look at her and both eyes sort of start drifting off <laughs> in different directions. I mean, it's, it's, she's dumb, but That's she's funny. got grit and I can work with that. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, I, I feel like I can get out there and do something with that. Even if every step is pain, painfully slow because she's just, has had some bad experience, learned the wrong lessons, and is bottom line, it's going to take me a couple of rounds to train her to do even basic stuff anyway because she needs that time to figure it out. Yeah. Well, some you dogs know. just, I think, don't pick things up. I own one of them. Yeah. It's like, dude, did you learn anything from what right. just happened? Right. Right. You know, the next time you take them out, it's like, okay, are we starting over again? You know, little stuff here. And it's never like, it, it just enough to keep you guessing. Like, what is going on? What's going on? Right. Yeah. When you get like, on you that, you know too, enough. Yeah. You get to that too much do to dirt to dirt. Yeah. And you just, that's all they ever do is dirt to dirt. They don't exactly. ever. Exactly. It's like, what are you doing? You're two years old. What the, what's going on? What yeah. is going on here? Yeah. But I mean, still with Vipi, you know, I, I had the time to put into her and, and, and I'm really glad I did. It, it taught me, it taught me a lot in a very short period of time. Um, you know, and I buzz benefited tremendously from my, the experiences that I had had with her and Dan is experience is benefiting from the experiences I had with both of them. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, back to what you were saying about grit is I can, you know, at, at this point, after what happened with buzz, I put, I poured an enormous amount of time 
into buzz and he got you know we were out there all the time and he got really good i mean he was getting he was approaching kind of finished hound at you know two and a half by the end of this season i'm betting he if things had kept going at the same rate that they had been going he would have been a, a you know easily a finished hound last year we had mm-hmm. you know the including the two runs this year um you know we had 35 runs and where we ended up with what was that it was uh 35 runs where 31 of them dent oh geez i mean he was on fire and you know they just didn't have the grit and it was something i was wondering about the whole time because he was such an easy dog to train just just Mm -hmm. basic obedience stuff you know he's so smart and he was so soft you know all i needed to do was say and he'd be like okay well i'm that's fine you know (laughs) and which made him really easy to train but on the flip side you know made me wonder about the grit whereas dan on the other hand is just this there's no off switch oh my gosh i mean he's bonsai oh he's a plot dude what'd you expect but not (laughs) only that (laughs) yeah but not only is he a is he a plot you know and but he's he's on all the time and he tries things again and again and again not because he's dumb like vitby will be like oh I'm not supposed to be up on the table. I'm sorry. You know, whereas Dan, Dan's like, I'm going to hop up on this table because F you, that's why. And you You just drag me off of here when you're ready. (laughs) Right. And, you know, he's, we've got, I've, you know, he's, he's an easyish dog to train. He's a lot of fun to train, but he's got that streak of like F you that occasionally pops up. Yeah. And I love That's that. Good. Just you make know? sure he's got a shot collar on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I love that about him. You know, the just the other day, I had my best day of fox hunting, uh, just in terms of number of foxes we got moving, uh, about a month ago, and we got one on his feet almost immediately. Where he chased it into a under a barn. Uh, I don't have the den dog. Couldn't get anybody to come out to me uh, with a dog. So we broke off from that one, and on the way back to the truck, he bumped some roe deer, and just like mm. I, I saw him, he saw him. I said, "Don't even think about it." He looked at me, looked at the deer, looked at me, and just took off like a bat out of hell, <laughs> like a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had to yeah. jump in the truck, drive around uh, up a little higher, get in front of him, you know, get him stopped, and then still, you know, big sort of big argument, tackling him, hauling him off back to the truck, you know, telling him what I thought about that. <laughs> Still got him on a fox 30 minutes later and got two more on their feet before the end of the day. That's awesome. You know, and, but he's just, he's that dog that he's got so much grit. You know, it's, it's like, it takes a special dog to get kicked in the face as a pup by a moose and then have this attitude that this is the animal I'm going to mess. Uh, this is the animal I'm going to go after. Cause I, I had a hard time breaking him off a moose mm-hmm, sure. this season. Oh, they got a grudge, man. Oh my God. I think that's a lot of like, it. The first one, you either flip the switch on and it is right. vendetta from yeah. there on. I mean, or it flips the switch. Like, I mean, mixed blessing. I think a dog like buzz and I mean, no disrespect by this and it might not be a popular opinion, but 
he was either going to quit on you that day or he was going to quit on you in six months or he was right. going to quit on you in a year or two years. It right. just was taking that catalyst to make that happen that he was going to quit. Absolutely. You know, you just kind of hope you can get build enough confidence in them that they can overcome it. Because I think a dog like Dan, he's not, there's no coming back. Like it, look at the goat situation. Right. Moose, yeah. Like, I mean, goats, he moose, comes whatever. back with a vengeance. Yeah. Where a dog like Buzz, you know, he's, he's a lot softer dog, I would say. Where it's like, you know, you could build the confidence maybe to a point where he could come back from that, but he would always be hesitant. Then right. he would run him and he'd run him not like he should be running him. And you'd right. just be fighting that for the rest of, until he tussled with one, I think. <sighs> right. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's kind of where we got to with the whole thing was it was just like, you know what? This is not positive for him. It's not positive for me. It's super, yeah. it's super positive for Dan because I got a bunch of time suddenly freed up where I don't, I have a whole other dog that I don't need to train here. Yep. Um, so, you know, I, I gave him a good long break, tried to get him in on a couple of Dan's uh, runs and just is not, not having it. You know, last time I dropped him on a, I dropped him on a bait pile uh, that a friend of mine has uh, up the valley, went up there, dropped him on buzz uh, on that bait pile, knowing because of the cameras that there had been a fox there 10 minutes before we got there. And he went in there, sniffed around, like found the way the fox had left. And then like, I could see like his head went down. I was 30 yards behind him. And he yeah, sort of did looked. this like half look over his shoulder, skulked off like a coyote up into the woods, did a big round. And I it's found him. not going to look on... like I'm doing something. Well, no, it wasn't even that. It was just like squeaking through the underbrush. And I, I you know, I found him under the truck. Jeez. And, you know, if I'd been like, you know, screaming at him, wailing on him, you know, hurling him into fox tracks, being like, get your ass going, I would have understood <laughs> like the, the the lack of confidence that he was displaying. Sure. But it's, it's, you know, none of that's happened. It's just been like me just walking with him, waiting for that spark to reignite. And it just, it just didn't, it just no. hasn't. Yeah. You hate to say it, but sometimes that spark goes out. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, you know. and I think in his case, it did, you know, and it's funny though, because he, you know, he was the man here, big and proud and bit buffed yeah. out, his pus, puffed out his chest. And he, after that whole Fox thing, I mean, not even the cat respects him anymore. <laughs> what about uh, other game? Can you, no, cause you can, he's afraid of, he's afraid of the forest at this point. Really? Damn, that's go, wild. He, it's, I have in my entire career with working dogs i have never ever experienced a dog that quit so fully as as buzz has i've, I've experienced only a handful of dogs that have really truly quit and i have never experienced a dog that so that was so talented at something that then turned around and was just like fully full off switch i had one did you yeah yeah i don't know and it it was a messy situation and it sucked because we were you know i was just starting so mm -hmm. i was hunting with my buddies in california and you know just tagging along kind of deal but that's all that dog really knew other than trash you know like i right. didn't know what i was doing in trash breaking so she knew what a deer was i'm sure and 
possums and she liked the occasional skunk. Mm-hmm. But the day I found a bear track in the snow and I said, I'm just, I'm done. I got a breaker on them. I don't want to be, you know, running any chance of getting in trouble or anything like that. And I shocked her on a bear track and that dog never took another track in her life. That was the off switch. Wow. And it came up, turned off as fast as I saw it turn on with her when she was about, wow. it was like an instant. Like when she got mad, she was going to get in there. She's a pretty gritty coon dog. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bears, she was never fast enough really to stay up in the front. Um, but it was like, you know, she just turned it on really quick, really young. And then just as fast, that flame was just gone. Like yeah. you took away the one thing that she really wanted and she just quit on me and that was it. Yeah. Dang. You ever have one quit, Jared? Come on, make us feel better here. <laughs> I've had um I've seen oh maybe a handful, one or two. I've had lots of stories told to me about guys that have had dogs that they've uh in the bird dog world on occasion it'll be like gun shyness. Mm-hmm. Gun shyness to the point where if the guy goes to his gun cabinet, the dog literally goes in another room and lays down. Like if Wild. you pick up a, yeah, I've, 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 I haven't seen it, but I've been told of two different dogs that like, if you pull the gun, if you, if you loaded the dog in the truck and you went outside out and you were just doing your normal run, fine. And then the minute you pull the shotgun out of the scabbard, the dog would just boom right in the box, just like shaking, terrified. Wow. It's gotta so be I, like, bad experience in the field right yeah yeah percussion and but if you think about it from the dog's point of view it's very similar to what you guys are saying with buzz or with this other dog it's like there was something that they enjoyed and there's an event that happened yeah when that event happened it marked that dog and it's and it's probably typically the mentally the mentally weaker dogs really Mm -hmm. yeah i mean what else what else are you going to equate it to other than a little bit of, um, I've had one other guy that's made, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the nature versus nurture conversation, you know, some, some people just aren't going to have hunting dogs because they teach that dog. They're not they hard enough. That. Yeah, they, exactly. They, they, they're so, they're so soft that when they come to the field, the it's people like, or the work. dogs. Well, the people, the people make the, the people live a lifestyle that make that they feel like the dog is being nurtured and loved and every, everything's a fluffy pillow. And yeah, I, I try to tell people it's like your kids, you know, if your kid played Xbox every day for the three or four years, and then you're like, Hey, see that, see that line right there. We've got to dry it. We've got to dig a water line from here. 20 feet that way it's got to be two feet deep and three feet wide and here's a shovel they're gonna look at you like <laughs> no way no and i'm gonna go right. do my xbox thing right right but same kind of same thing with dogs it's like not not saying that that's what you guys are doing but there's times when dogs are so soft that they come to the kennel it's like mm-hmm. whoa man i don't i don't know yeah. like i know this dog's genetics i know it's it's been bred to do this but you have turned you have nurtured it into a couch potato. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that's, uh, you know, that could definitely be part of what's happened here with, with buzz just in the sense that, you know, he 
it's so cold here, you know, it's, it's hard to have dogs out all the time. So, you know, as he's got, you know, he, he really loves, lives in the lap of luxury in a, in a lot of ways. Right. Kids love him. He's a great family dog, you know, so he's, he's kind of been pampered. Yeah, but you've put, you've put him on a lot of games. So I, I have, you know, have, early on, a lot of know. these dogs haven't seen that game. They've never had yeah, the right. light bulb turned on. Does that okay. Make sense? Right. Yeah. Right. So when you're out there trying to turn the light bulb on, they're looking at you like, Oh hell no! Why would this. I do that? Right? Why would I run around and work my butt off to find a bird? No, 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 no! I want to sit on the couch and get right, things. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, I I get that, and I, you know, I'm the same way. You know, it's it's like I, 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 you know, I'm I'm the same way. I Buzz had so much promise that I was hoping, I was hoping that I was going to be wrong. And that I was just worrying being, you know, kind of the first hound pup I was training on my own and, and, and stuff like that. I, I had my reservations, um, but, you know, ultimately, I'm not going to try to force a dog to do something it doesn't want to do. And um, you know, I, do, I do have Dan, I've got VHB, I've got other dogs to train, you know, but uh, I don't think it's... Having done it, having gone through, having gone through the whole thing, you know, I saw the warning signs really early on. I, I think that there, there may be, there may be some things there that, as I sort of get some distance from it, I re- become kind of the deal breaker type stuff. You know, everybody, everybody's got a deal breaker, a, a quality in a dog that they're just like, ah, this Can't dog might it. work for someone else, but this is not a dog I want to spend a lot of time on. And, you know, right. there, there are going to be qualities that I saw early on in Buzz, I think, that become kind of deal breakers for me. You know, if, if you know, I, and we'll see what they end up being, but, um, you know, I'm also pretty focused at this point that any dog that comes in here is going to be from, you know, really, really gritty, proven stock. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, cause this, like this breeding that they did, it's a, the parents are great. You know, mom's super mellow. Dad was a machine, but you know, it's breeding two dogs from totally, you know, mixed breed father to a purebred mother, very no different types of dogs, no consistency. It, and it, it was one of those things where they were like, we wanted to try, we want to try it and see what happens. And, you know, all of the dogs ended up kind of similar you know went off real hard started real early and you know there's some dogs there that are still doing really well but then there's a couple of them you know there's buzz is not the only one that that, you know where they end up kind of backing off a little bit after a couple of you know or after a bad experience yeah but look at how much you learned through that oh because i remember like chatting with you through all you know even buzz like really making turning the corner and coming on and hindsight's always twenty twenty, you know. Yeah, it, and it's one of those things where you can learn from the same experience several times over several years because oh, you yeah. look back at it and you think about it differently. And it's, you know, that's the point of having buddies to kick stuff around with too. You right, know? like right. early starting dogs. I've had a lot of them that really, man, as young dogs, they were coming on and doing great, and then they'd plateau, mm-hmm. and it's like okay you're either going to flip the switch one way or you're going to juke the other. And, you know, it just, it was, it's interesting watching how some dogs, there's a definite like 
bell curve, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's the dogs that are just really early coming on, but in the end, like it doesn't matter where they're starting. It's where they're coming, you know, at the top of their game right? and what right. they do with that, if they can maintain it or if it's a quick up and down kind of thing where you've got a few short years of a really finely tuned dog. Right. High intensity performance. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, and, and that's all stuff that, you know, with a, with a Husky, I could walk, I could walk a Husky through the sort of the growing up, the puppyhood, the, the young adulthood, getting to that peak sort of peak performance, you know, reaching the top, their maximum potential. I could walk them right up to that line. I knew exactly where that line was. And I'd run so many Huskies that I knew with each individual dog, I knew exactly where that line was going to be as I approached it, as I got close to it, where, you know, it was like, I know that within the next hundred yards, this dog is either going to lay down or he's going to shake it off and keep, and keep trucking. And then I'm going to have something to work, you know, then I'll, then I'll have this dog here. Right. And are they going to commit? Within 50 yards, I would have made my decision whether I was going to keep going or whether I was going to stop before that dog laid down, you know, because I don't ever want to have a dog lay down. Ultimately, that's sure, you know, that's that's my goal is to get them is to show them that they're capable of more than even they think that they are. And if they if I've done my work right, I've got that trust that when I ask them for that, they rise to the occasion instead of, you know, falling apart. Yeah. Um, with the hounds, I don't have the experience, even close the experience necessary to know where that line is. And, um, you know, I was honestly just kind of blown away that that was where the line was with, uh, you know, when, when it, it, it didn't make sense to me that that was where the line was with, with with buzz uh when it first happened but you know as you said hindsight being 2020 you know um we'd you and i had talked about it i'd I'd mentioned my reservations around that kind of thing in the past um wondering what was going to happen when things got rough and you know he uh he threw in the towel earlier than i thought he was even i thought he was going to um but uh yeah it's it's you know it's it i if I was a better houndsman, more experienced, you know, had the had the toolkit, you know, necessary, I might have been able to, you know, save him as a as a usable hunting dog. But um, I just don't yeah. have the uh, I don't have the depth that necessary myself to be able to to get him through that. I've done kind of everything I can think of myself. I've talked a bun- bunch to you, Jared. I've talked a bunch to you, Jason, about it, and talked to a bunch of other people just kind of trying to get feedback ideas, you know, and, and really kind of, uh, within, within reason tried, you know, tried everything, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, you got to go off what the dog is too. I mean, yeah. if he's not, if they either have it or they don't, you know, there's a lot of dogs out there that I feel can do a good job for people. But when it comes to the, you know, everybody wants to be a cowboy until it's time to do cowboy shit. Right. Right. That's the truth. You know, and it's well, Jared. I mean, like, kind of to circle back, like, Barry, you're talking about wanting a more gritty dog, like, you know, Dan has turned out to be. Mm-hmm. And you were, you, Jared, were talking about those dogs that like to flip you the middle finger, you know, because yep. they're so strong willed. 
like that right. comes with its challenges but i'm curious in your experience those dogs that like to flip you the bird they're the ones that seem to when they finish out that is a machine right. for the rest of his life you might need a tune-up every once a season or something but it right. seems like they are the ones that are just the tried and true hold it together stoic they have a different look about them mm-hmm. they have yeah. a different attitude they're just a different type of dog yeah i uh, stoic's a great word to 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 paint that picture because uh one dog that comes to mind is uh that i have his name well he passed away but his name is todd and we were running him on bears down in the desert and that dog it hit it was like, it's, it's always really cool for me to see a dog that just continually gets just a little bit better, just a little bit better, just gives you just a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where it was like, eh, you know, you'd start six dogs and, and all but one dog has fallen out of the race. And you're like, there's no way he's going to push that bear another mile to get it to tree or, or to, or to, to go in a hole. And he would, and he'd just give it, and that's kind of what you're talking about, I think, there, Jason, a little bit, is that Todd got to that point where it just, he was not going to quit. Like, yeah. it's not going to happen, right? He's going to fall over dead, or he's going to treat the bear. Yeah, it just, right. it just that. And he, mm. yeah, I remember one of the first times he got swatted in the face by a mountain lion. And it was in a low tree, and that bear just, or sorry, that lion just whack. And I looked at him, and I'm thinking, okay, that, this is it, man. He's, he's 18 months old and he's, he's either going to fire or he's going to crawl out of that tree and be like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And his instant, yeah, his instant reaction was just, he just went to a whole nother octave. Like he came, he, he got his head swapped. He turned around and he just went berserk. And when that <laughs> yep. happens as a hounds, when you're just like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the one we're looking <laughs> that's for. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man. Absolutely. I love, I mean, yeah, those, they're a little harder to train. It depends on your personality though. Like it's the same with bird dogs. I've got Mm. some guys that can train. Some guys are like total alpha males, you know, they're pretty hardcore guys and they need a dog that if they, if they kick him in the butt for getting in the cat food, that the dog doesn't go over the corner. Doesn't crumble on him. Crumble on him. Right. So Every, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people, you got to match up the right dog with the right people and be like, hey, this is a little softer dog, but it's going to work out great for, you know, your wife that's home with the dog every day and your three kids. Right, right, oh, sure. cool. Yeah, that's in the hound world. That's a little different than the bird dog world, but same concept. Right. Like, man, it's it's like you want that fine line, right? The fine line of the grid, the hard headedness, the FU, whatever you want to call it but not so stubborn that it's like getting the truck. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, dude, it's got to be balanced truck. out with some biddability, right? Yeah. yeah. Some brains. It's like, right. dude, we're, we've been hunting all day. You caught the lion. We're all tired. Get in the truck. No. <laughs> it's like, well, well, oh, see you later. Bye. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, enjoy your night. I had right. a few of those. When I first started, man, they wouldn't come off the hill. And I was like, see ya. Well, that's I'll see worst. you tomorrow, man. You spend the night up there, and they spend the night up there, and they wouldn't come home. And I'm like, no, I'm not owning this dog. It's just not going to happen. Like, I was, you know, what I'm asking you to do, and you're, yeah, deliberately just saying no. And I'm right. like, no. I just had one of those moments recently with my young dog. 
I was going to ask you, how's your, how's your pack coming, Jason? How's, how's Fox season going? It's rough, man. Real <laughs> rough. <laughs> I lost my lead dog. Oh, and, no. What happened? Oh, she had kidney failure. Oh, shoot. So it was just, that was tough because, I mean, she was a really nice dog. And then these other ones I got, you know, they're nice dogs too, but they're nice at certain things. They're not, I guess I've never pushed them to be as well-rounded as I should have. You know, they, they've got a lot of the concepts and I mean, they can run a track like crazy, but when it comes to grubbing up a cold one or, you know, confidence for starting them, they usually end up running in the pack. So we're, we're struggling and me just getting out, you know, I haven't gotten out near like I should lately. So it's just going to take some time putting them on it. You know, they've seen enough animals. They know what they're doing. It's just like, okay, you guys used to carry some weight here, but now I need you to carry the weight here right. and, and kind of, you know, learn, learn the ropes. They're either going to do it or they're not. I mean, yeah, I don't know if they've got it. I don't know if I've got it, honestly, with as much as I'm hunting them right now, it's, not really what they need i know they need more than what i'm giving them but we did have a couple of good runs um but that young dog she's just over a year and she got flung out you know kind of close to where we were she just got flung out of the race and she kind of laid down and i thought crap this is it you know she's just not going to come she knows how to come you know the dog's recall it's not an issue we do this all the time and she just it so i ended up walking down in there thinking well I'll just get close and tone her out no big deal well then you start hitting that point in your walk where you're closer to the dog to just go all the way then to turn right. around and go back to the truck so my buddy and his kid were in the truck waiting for me and i felt horrible you know because i'm like oh i'm just gonna run down there and call her out next thing you know an hour and 10 minutes later whatever it was <laughs> here i come with my dog but you know, I could see her light through the trees. And it's like, this dog is not that far from me. You know, she's four or 500 yards, but I, I know she can hear me because she's looking at me when I call her. Yeah. <laughs> I see the light. So I'm like, okay, here we go. Like, we're going to try it. And this is either going to get her to yeah. bump off and come over here, or I'm going to have yeah. to walk my butt all the way to that dog and go get her. Yeah. And I just gave her a little bump, and that was it. The dog just laid down get up to her she's on a pretty good rock i don't want to say a bluff but it was a big like rock outcropping i guess i don't know it was pretty elevated i mean it was probably 15 foot 15 wow. or 20 but i could climb up and it wasn't like a straight faced right. but i get up in there and i i can see i'm five yards from this dog and i can't see her and i'm starting to freak out thinking she fell in a crevice or something and i get up there and she was just tucked under a madrone bush or yep. manzanita bush and i looked at her and i like crap is she dead you know i didn't know what what the heck was going on because she was just not responding to me and i saw her cock her head a little bit and wouldn't look at me i went up and i just turned my light off i patted her and i said it's all right come on twitch let's go yep. wouldn't get up i tugged her collar once she got on her feet and she never stopped the rest of the way out you know, but it was hmm. like, I knew in that moment I was going to have to go get that dog yep. all the way, yep. you know, because she's just that kind of temperament too. She's a little, 
I don't even want to say soft, just coyote. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's hard to explain, but you know, I struggle. I struggle with the coyote dogs. I've had those. I don't. It's tough. It's not fun. I've had a lot of guys tell me how well that they turn out, but I'm like, dude, it's really hard with that. Are there other dogs? I was going to kind of ask you, uh, I wanted to ask you kind of how you, as you're building packs, you know, uh, I, I definitely have a dog that I, that I like, you know, a type of dog that I like, especially after, you know, I've, uh, all the stuff I've done with Vitby and with Buzz and with Dan, you know, the experiences I've had, uh, as, as limited as they are, it's start, you know, you start to sort of form your opinion of what you want, what you're looking for in a dog. Right. You know, uh, as you're building your pack, Jared, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in you as a dog trainer who has to train all of these different types of dogs and, and probably has the toolbox necessary to train a a much wider variety of dogs than i would i ever would have you know do you do you still have qualities that you're like in your own pack where you're just like i could train this dog but i don't want to yeah i kind of have one right now that's so i kept four four litter mates last winter i had a lion throw three my through yeah i lost two dogs last winter on a line on a cliff. Okay. And it was like my two one-year-olds that were just cranking, man. Mm. They were just, they were doing so awesome. So I was kind of, I'm kind of frustrated. I love having those two-year-olds on bears that can just, they just got so much piss and vinegar. It's like, yeah, you want to run? Let's run. Yeah. And, and so anyway, my, my pack's getting a little top pin it heavy on the age. They're like, you know, six, five, six, eight, seven. Anyway. So I kept four, pups out of this last litter and i have one in there that he's not coyote but he's he's just kind of like yeah just hang back here in the box until you grab my collar and then i'll come to the front it's like where the other three are just blowing the door open and it's like you know that would would it it would help that dog it would benefit that dog to go to somebody that has no no young dogs and that guy could build a bond with that one-on-one pup i think he would do better than yeah. staying with went with me, mm-hmm. but I I I mean I dog trained so I'll get him there. It'll just take a little bit longer. But sure. seeing that out of those four, I kept seeing that one that's just a little bit like he's a little bit slower. He's a little bit hesitant. For me, I struggle with that dog. It's like, dang man, I'm just not gonna put as much time into you, sure, as I am these other three that are just rocking and rolling. Right. Yeah, because it's gonna take away from them. That's like the constant battle. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. So yeah. that, that, you know, that kind of dog, I'm just, just um, like, could I, could I spend two years or three years on that dog and make him a dog? Yeah. Will I probably get him a dog? Will I make him? And then the other thing I've learned is there's other hounds at different levels. And Jason understands this probably like a dog for me. That's average might be a world beater for somebody else. Right. Or yeah. even my, even myself, Hey Jared, this dog's average in my pack. But when he comes to me, it's like this dog, this dog's freaking great, you know, because yeah. of the terrain I hunt or because of the the game that we hunt or whatever. Sure. So there's there's just different, but well, everybody's trying, got different expectation levels. I I'm pretty hard on, yeah, man. I've gone through a lot of dogs. Hmm. I mean, I I first I started off with walkers. I my buddy has bots. Um, 
I've seen it all. <laughs> and the only reason I've the hunt, the blue dogs that I hunt now is they have the capability. They have the, the same nose capabilities as a walker. Their feet are 10 times tougher. Their feet are, they got a ton of hair in their feet. This blue line that I'm running, and I don't know it as well as I do my bird dogs. I could tell you at six generations on my bird dogs. On my hounds, right. people people message me all the time. They're like, what hound line are you? And I have to just send them the pedigree because I can't keep it in my head. Mm-hmm. But, sure. man, I, I'm looking. I One guy said it this way. He's like, instead of having a quarterback, a receiver, a running back, and a lineman, I want to have six quarterbacks. And I thought, man, that's kind of a cool way to put it, you know, six dogs that can, doesn't matter which one strikes, doesn't matter which one's leading, they all honor each other and they're Mm -hmm. just like, they're just a machine. Yep. So that's what I'm trying to build right now. I've got four of them, five of them, but they're all coming up on six, seven, and eight. And then my next dog, my next dog's like four and he's a hammer. He's a hammer, but he's just not one of those dogs that's like, Oh, it's cold. Cool. Let me know when you warm it up. <laughs> yeah, right. Like he's he's not gonna put his nose to the ground and just grind. He's just not. He right. And that's partially on me because I didn't train him. I didn't start him the right way. I've no. I've relied a lot on my older dogs, and I let my older dogs start a lot of stuff, and then I kick those young dogs in. Hmm. That's not. I'm. I've. I don't know, man. I love how that works, but I've got a buddy that'll take a dog, a one-year, uh, a one. He's got a one-year-old dog right now out of that same litter that'll start a track, catch its own line. How did he yeah. get because, that? Well, he like, he. What split, would you have done differently? Her, yeah, he's he put her behind the older dogs a little bit. Yeah, but then he stopped and cut her completely out and started making her start her own and walking the track with her and making her do. Yeah all the all the pieces right a b c all the way to z sure and i find myself sometimes being lazy and just like okay cool these three will start it and then i'll turn the pups in behind it yeah but then you get then you get a four-year-old that's just like waiting for that track to warm up yep (laughs) right well i mean you you say being you say being lazy but i mean what, what you're talking about is it's it's not an easy thing to do you know what that that walking a dog you know that's because that's what we've got to do here and i wear out i mean i wear out a good pair of leather leather hunting boots on every dog that i every pup that i've started right you know because most of the time they can you know i would rather do the work and walk in there but there i mean i've got a there are days where if you had said hey i will if you pay me ten thousand dollars, I will fly out there right now with a finished dog, so you don't have to keep walking. I would be like, I will wait <laughs> until you get here. <laughs> right. You know, right? It's it's so much work, man. I mean, and it's a balancing. It's act. What has to happen if you know? At least here, anyway, it's what has to happen if you want to get a dog really clicking. You got to be willing to walk with it. Well, and you, know, like, you don't. What's oh, go ahead, Jerry. One of the things that's that's hard right now is when you're hunting, when you're guiding and you're outfitting and a guy flew from Alabama to see a mountain lion. Yeah. You don't when you get in that grind that we've been talking about at the earlier part of this show, you don't start you don't grab the pup out of the box and start the track. You don't. You're hunting for you're hunting for money. You're getting paid to do a job, right? And so when that happens, it changes everything. And then unfortunately it change you know, changes the way you hunt. 
Mm-hmm. So like this week, I deliberately took time so I could two days ago, I walked all four of those pups to a race, right? Cause I knew if I didn't stop and walk them on a line track by themselves and get them to where they're moving. Mm-hmm. If I don't do that and I just keep kicking them in, they're just going to turn into that. Yep. That dog that's sitting and waiting for the track to get warm. Right. That's the hard part that you don't probably have to worry about over there, bear, because you're only training, you know, one at a time. Yeah. But out here, when you're trying to train, like Jaren taking on four, that's crazy, man. Like, especially siblings. It seems like litter mates are always the worst. Oh, they screw off like, so bad. Oh, <laughs> man. <And laughs> you let them out in the potty forget. and they're running down the road 300 yards playing mm-hmm. grab ass. And it's like, oh, you little buggers, get back and, here. And they hold grudges like nothing I've ever seen. <laughs> like siblings, if there is a squabble at 12 weeks, I mean, I've seen dogs that just never forget it, you know, and they <laughs> right. act weird around them. Right. But, you know, you get, especially early on, I mean, I was there, you know, before I knew it, I was feeding 10 dogs, you know, yeah. I went from nothing to feeding a pile. And you just realize that uh, you don't have enough time in your day to do justice by all of them. Right. Let alone when you have limited opportunities. So, right. like, for somebody to go walk a pup on a lion track, I mean, that's a commitment. Mm. This isn't sure like, is. you know, you're going out and just kicking them loose and finding a, a lion. I mean, you're hunting your butt off for them and trying to get them to do it. Well, now you got to do that for, you know, three, four puppies to get them really going, whether or right. not playing grab ass. You know, you've committed a couple of full days to get essentially one cat. You might have ran right. three different cats, but it was one in a lot of ways because that's right. the only experience each one got. It's yeah. just, it's hard. That's a hard you're, balance. You're, yeah, you're better off to take one young dog. I, I personally feel like if you had, let's say you had a pack of five, and if you brought on a nude pup every year or every other year, yeah. and you just have that one individual pup and mm-hmm. you can spend time with him, I really think that's the secret sauce. Yeah. yeah but I, I'll be. Mm. I'll be damned if I ever have two more dogs go off a cliff again and I'm two years behind. Yeah. I'm not doing that. It dude, it, it kicked me right in the gut. Oh, I yeah. had a little one-year-old female and that last line that she was on, it was, I mean, the snow was waist deep and she was right up there just grabbing hair, man. And it's like, um, you, uh, that dog was going to be something. She was going to be special. And I lost her that day, and I was like, oh, "That's not going to happen again." Yeah, I'm pretty fortunate. I, I mean, I have a kennel. This is what I do every day. You right. know, taking on four is a ton, but I got good kids, and I got good help, and we do some camps. Set up. And yeah, yeah. There's no way I, I would ever say the average person should take four pups and just try to pick them out. No, I talked to that a guy the other day saying yeah. that he took on, uh, took on three. Wow. And I, he was calling for some advice. I said, I will tell you right now, man. <laughs> you are in for it. Turn, like, turn that I three didn't into one. That. My advice. Because I don't yeah. want to burst somebody's bubble. You know right. what I mean? Like it can be done, but man, three litter mates, you're gonna be oh that's rough. That is it a is. lot of grab ass. That it's is a lot, lot of work, man. Holy cow. A lot. Yep. Holy cow. I don't know if I answered your question, Bear, but yeah, I think, no, for sure. I think yeah, in a roundabout roundabout way, we talked about the general. Yeah, no, I mean you definitely did because it's you know uh, again I'm 
you're going to find a dog that you like and the qualities that you like, and they might be a little different than me, a little different than Jason. Right. You're going to find your dog and then you're going to be like, okay, this dog that I've got here is almost exactly what I want. Maybe a little tweak here and there. And then you're going to find the guy that's breeding those dogs. And then you'll be, yep. then you'll be in the Flint, man. Yep. Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm hoping, you know, that because what I would, what I would like is, you know, with the, it's such a comfortable place to be. I guess that's the best way I could describe it. It's so comfortable to be in that place, in that place where you know what you're looking for. You know, and I took that for granted with the, with the Huskies. It was like, okay, yeah, but obviously I know what I'm looking for. I've been doing this for 20 something years. Right. And then jumping into a totally different type of dog. It's like, <laughs> oh man, I didn't realize how comforting that was, man. It's like, I, yeah. oh yeah, like, I'm not going to waste time on that, on that dog. You know, and, and it's, you know, they're, they're not totally separate things. You know, the, a working dog is a working dog on some level, it, you know, yeah. there's, there's going to be similarities there. So, you know, I, I, I think I'm getting closer. I, I know that grit is going to be something I'm really, you know, going to be, that's going to be my absolute bottom line is grit. Um, yeah. Cause you got a one man band, dude. Right, you can't exactly. Afford, you can't afford not to have that piece. Mm -mm. Right. I mean, it's you know, it. I've got that's that's got to be the basis for the whole thing, and you know, from I'll I'll move from there and and keep developing from from there. I really, you know, I I talked Buzz up an awful lot when he was a pup, and you know, hindsight it's twenty twenty. Maybe I should have, you know, I was very very much aware aware that he was and i said it so many times that this is a much better dog than i am a trainer yeah at this point <laughs> you know and i still believe that when he was firing on all cylinders that was a dog that i was firing in ways that i would have struggled to train if he hadn't done them naturally sure um having said that i i really am enjoying this dan pup you know, I don't know what he's going to turn out to be as a finished dog. You know, it's it's too early to say he's 14 months old in a couple of days, but I'm having a lot of fun. I'm still uh, I'm still learning and I'm still, you know, I, I'm in such a fortunate position here, especially with this podcast where I, I, I it gives me the reason or the, the in to call and talk to people <laughs> who know so much better than me, you know, and I, I would hate to become one of those you know, Facebook people who just beat down on other people to build up their own egos or actually have an ego that's so huge that they can be in a room with these incredibly experienced, gifted dogmen and just be, well, what I do, well, what I do, well, what I've got this dog, I've got, you know, just being so keyed up on <laughs> talking about themselves. love how the themselves. Maynard accent came out right there? <laughs> like, it just triggered like that. Sorry to interrupt you, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, well, I had this dog one time. It's like, yep. yeah, <laughs> no, but you know, it's, and it's I love talking dogs. I like mean, hell, it's why them. I'm up here, right? And, you know, it's why I'm awake right now after, you know, I was up until one with Hitta Vanderkamp and now I'm up, was up at four 30 for you guys. You know, it's just cause I love to talk about dogs. I love, you know, I love, love everything oh, about damn. the lifestyle, the dogs themselves. You know, I, it's 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 the dogs more than the hunting that has gotten you know kind of gotten me snake bit with everything and and 
you know, if there's one thing that Buzz has taught me, sort of really drove home. I was aware of it going into it, but it really drove home the point that, you know, if I had been that guy that had been like, well, I'm, look at this dog. I'm God, I am God's gift to, to houndsmen, y'all. Bow right. down before me. I walked in with no experience and look what I did. Right. Look what I did. You guys can't do this after 20 years. What's wrong with you? You know, if I had walked in with that attitude, man, imagine how I, I would have, I could have just packed it together. I mean, you, I could never show my face again now with Buzz having, <laughs> you know, fallen apart the way that he did, you know, and the reality of the situation is that, you know, I, I, I'm so fortunate to have the opportunity to talk to people who have forgotten more than I'll ever know. Yeah. You know, isn't that what, isn't that cool about podcasts? It's, so I think that's good. what, that's what, that's gets me so excited. Not just hound podcasts. I listen to a lot of different ones, but man, it's a platform where you get, you oh, get to yeah. talk to guys at that. And you just wouldn't have access to those people normal normally you wouldn't have that opportunity. Yeah, That's, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It's, it's the it's like uh, a the, wisdom multiplier. Like right. you, all of it's out there. Right. I mean the, the podcast that you guys just put out a couple of days ago, uh uh Jason, the one with uh Steve's last one. Oh yeah. Something ridiculous like three hundred years of combined hunting experience there. It's like what mm -hmm. what are we talking about? Like the it's unbelievable. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, like but I, before you know it, you'll look back and you'll be like, Oh, I've been doing this ten years, twenty years. You know what I right. mean? Like Yeah. Time it flies. flies. Oh, it does. Time. It does. I mean, I I couldn't believe I still kind of can't believe I was I was sort of visiting on the phone with a friend from back home and we got into the sled dogs at about the same time and we were just talking about old dogs and i was asking oh like you know how's how's that you know esker dog it's like oh she's been, been dead she's been dead years? for five years yeah that was exactly yeah. it. it was just like <laughs> wow man this is crazy it's crazy how fast that it goes went. fast it's yeah. crazy how fast it went you know and even with the hounds, I'm seeing that, you know, Vitpi, I got Vitpi as a young adult. She wasn't more than 14 months old when I got her. And that was four years ago, man. I mean, she's all gray. Yeah. She's great up in her face and is, uh, you know, is, is, uh, is getting to be an older gal now. And it's gone so fast. It's crazy. Well, that's like, you know, about Jared's in right now. And I've been in there a couple of times where it's like crap, you know one bad night and we're we're in deep trouble you know, one bad night could ruin the whole pack or you know you start seeing them make that shift to older and next thing you know it's it's flying by seems right. like you know that well, six to ten years old goes real quick i've got a question no for you guys on this on this topic i was talking you know when i was i actually touched on this with Hida as well where he's got his sort of core group of dogs but then he's got these, you know, a bunch of other guys with dogs from the same litters. And mm -hmm. they, they've managed to kind of keep this real tight knit group of guys kind of all over the place, all the way from Oklahoma up to BC, where he is with these Coles cat hounds. Um, and one of the things that he mentioned as a, as a positive thing, you know, was that 
if something bad happens, you know, he was talking about a guy that had seven of his hounds killed on the same day by a pack of wolves. You know, it's like if something happens like that to him or one of his buddies, they've got this network in place that kind of will will make it so that they're going to get real similar dogs real quickly, that it's not going to cripple that line of dog. Like that line's not going to be gone from the face of the earth. Um, Like that Mark S stuff. Yeah. I mean, same thing. Like, you know, yeah, absolutely. When you yeah. interviewed Carrie and did that one, you know, those those guys got dogs scattered where they need them to be for a reason. Yep. You know, and there's there's dogs out here on the West Coast that'll never see the woods either, but they're there for a reason. Right. You know, and it's a safety net kind of deal. You know, everybody's shouldn't say everybody, you know, there's the groups, but they're tight. Right. It seems yeah. like a nice way to kind of yeah make sure that there's going to be some longevity at least in the in the line whatever line you know you're 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 working in because as as you said you know as you pointed out jared i don't think a lot of people have the you know your average guy is not going to have the the capacity either in, in time or resources you know to be able to keep most of their breeding needs sustain themselves you know and they're not going to have the yeah. opportunity to run three four break four pups at a time you know right um so it's it seems like it seems like kind of a nice way you know it's like how the plot guys did it you know way back in the day with the group all the mountain families around them that they would farm pups right. out to and kind of kept mm-hmm. you know could sort of pick and choose from the best individuals that you know if they'd all kept them all none of those dogs would have turned out probably because you know right not near nearly as many of them because it's just a matter of you know how much time you've got in a day right yeah i think that network with like a with family breeding Mm. man that's a great way to do it it really is yeah i i unfortunately i haven't got to that point where i but that would be the way to do it man yeah it seems i need to send i need i need like five or six buddies that all hunt really really hard that live within about eight or ten hours Eight yeah, or ten hours, and I could farm them all a bunch of dogs, and they could farm them back to me. That you know, that works great because if one guy has a litter, and he spreads those dogs out, you know, and one dog is going to each home, and then when it's somebody else's time, anyway, you're only raising a litter once every two or three years, four years, but you're getting a pup every year. Right? Yeah. You know, different different timings, different. You know different everything it works out really good it's works out really slick i haven't unfortunately i don't have enough buddies yet taking applications at bestgundogs.com right there you go (laughs) send your application on the uh back of a garmin 200 to yeah (laughs) (laughs) send that to yeah p.o box (laughs) yeah that's a great way to do it man if you could I think if you're a, a new houndsman, if you could plug yourself into a network like that somehow, some way, you might have to shovel, shovel a lot of dog crap. You might have to walk in and get a lot of dogs or do something. But if you could work your way into that network, man, that's that's like a gold. That's just gold. Oh, yeah. I mean, it saves you 30 years. Yeah, yeah. 30 years and your knees, probably. You know, all the walking <laughs> yeah. you're going to avoid doing. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's the truth, man. I, th- I think that's not just in terms of, you know, we're talking kind of in terms of dog genetics here, but 
also just in terms of ex- the amount of experience that you expose yourself to. Yep. You know, you're not being that one man band who has no feedback on, you know, what's working, what's not working other than your own observations where, you know, you got five or six other guys that are doing it with you or people not, you know, that are doing it with you. You know, you you can really fine tune at them much more efficiently than you'd be able to do on your own, I think. And they can give you positive and negative feedback on what what's happening in the in the family yeah. of dogs too. It's like, well, that litter sucked. We're not doing that again, you know? right? Yeah. Or hey, this this is really working good. So, yeah, for sure. Oh, it's true. It's true. Well, we're actually <laughs> closing we're up on two it. hours, guys. This is look at the time. It goes so fast, man. It's unbelievable. It does. Jared's ready for bed. It was good to catch up with you guys, man. Yeah, it, sure it was, was, man. It it's been a while. It has yeah, been. I'll yeah, t- we were going to do. I'll try to do better. No. <laughs> it's not just you, man. I've been in a hole, too. Yeah. I we need to you. do some more training talks. Family and dogs. Yeah, come I've been first. getting some questions, too. I got questions today. I need to forward you the messages. There yeah, you it's time. It's time. <laughs> you let me there, know. Few few people are like, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, where'd you go? What happened to that Jared guy? Are you dead? Are you dead, man? Yeah, I know. Yeah, man. <laughs> Good stuff. You got yeah. some great stuff happening there at W. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You guys do have a bunch happening. I, I listened to the one with Ben today. I, I'm a little bit behind. Listen to that one on my yeah. way home from work today. Yeah, he's starting he's, his own. Yeah, splitting off and doing his own thing. That's yeah. pretty exciting. And then, uh, it is. I'm excited for him. And then, I wrote uh, it. I wrote him a message. Told him that uh, I was happy for him, and I was sure he was going to do great. But he's, of course, <laughs> he's of course, dog. no, he's of course dead to us now. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the last time, time you'll ever hear us mention. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. just messing with you, Ben. <laughs> he's going to hit the big time. There yeah. is no, something then, to be said about this energy, though. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I've done an individual podcast, and it's great. Um, but there is something that's, I don't know, there is something there with family or friends or whatever you want to call it, groups of like-minded people. There's a synergy there that I think it's going to perpetuate. It's going to, the snowball effect will keep, it'll, it'll work. It'll work. Yeah. I know I it does so. for me. I, I, I get, you know, if Bear says, hey, let's get together, it's a lot more, um, I, I, I'm, I commit myself more than if I'm going to have to do my own podcast by myself. You right. Know? Right. That's. So, well, I mean, to be to be perfectly honest, or hang on just a second. Let's let's end the recording. <laughs> I'll say thanks for everybody for listening. Oh, bear! We'll get back to you. All right, sounds good. Man, I love that sound. <laughs>